It's time for Michigan's retirement coach, Mike Douglas. And I'm Heather Branch here with Mike to talk about what you can be doing now, all in effort to help you better prepare for your financial future. A lot of us spend a lot of time preparing for a lot of things, but how are we truly prepared the way we need to be? This is the point of the work that Mike and his team do lifeplanwealth.com. That is our website and where you can go to begin your own conversation with Mike and his team about your financial and retirement savings plan. Again, lifeplanwealth.com. I was saying plan a lot there. Come on, plan, yes. plan, 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 plan. But it's, it's That's the what we word of the do. day. It's the word of the day. <laughs> That's it's, what we got to do. Yes. That's what we answer a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing is certain. Nothing is, what is nothing guaranteed but death and taxes. Is that the expression? Yeah. Uh, let's not talk about either of those right now. No. Let's talk about all the good things, all the goodness that is to be. Plan, our financial plan, plan. Plan, 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 plan. Because that's exactly the point of this subject matter that I want to get into with you today. There was this survey by Gallup where they were trying to decipher between what we think about retirement versus what's actually going to happen in retirement mm-hmm. and to paint a clear picture of our misconceptions, our disconnects. So they talked to people that were getting ready to retire, a group of pre-retirees, asking them questions. And then they talk to people that are already retired, asking them essentially the same questions, but what are the real things that are going on? So what do you think is going to happen and what's actually happening? And the survey revealed some interesting information, Mike. Yeah. One of the first things was that out of those getting ready for retirement, they thought Social Security would make up about 35% of their income. So this is pre-retirees. Pre-retirees. Think. Social Security is going to make up 35% of my income. Okay. Yes. And those in retirement found that it was more like 60% of their income. That's a big difference. Big difference. Okay. So there's a couple things that could go into that. Okay. One is, are they not spending as much as they thought? Or was Social Security not all they thought it was going to be? Because they had a thought of a number. And then when the check actually came in, it was a much lesser number. Okay. Because it can be multiple things. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, the, yeah. I mean, the conversation, we could do, and we should do a whole other podcast around Social Security because yeah. there are hundreds of ways just to file for your Social Security benefits. And as and, soon as you make a plan, they'll change the rules. I know. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. I did a, a workshop, think back in 2015, and it was on a Tuesday night. And on a Tuesday night, I did this whole educational thing about Social Security. Mm-hmm. And I listed 15 different strategies. And I went through the whole thing. And at the end, I said, if you want us to walk through a strategy for you, just stop by the office and we'll do it. So we set up appointments for all these people. Mm-hmm. Wednesday night overnight, they changed the laws. And none of the 15 strategies applied anymore after the next April 1. So all of a sudden, it was like people would come in and I'd say. And you're like, you know this whole thing that I yeah. pointed out to you? We're did, throwing it all in the trash. Did you enjoy the steak? Because that was the only thing of value that night. <laughs> that was it. Like everything else just out the oh, window. no. Yeah, so okay. I was like, so sorry, guys. So, you so know. Social Security is unpredictable. Got it. Yep. yep. Uh, the next one, 20% thought that part-time work would contribute to their bottom line of their income. This is pre-retirees, what they think before retirement, okay? Yep, but then those in retirement found that it was more like 3%. And that's an interesting number because I'm like, okay, did they decide that they didn't want to work? Did they realize they didn't have to work? Mm-hmm. I guess that's a good thing. I mean, it's a good number percentage-wise. Right. Yeah, and I think there's also the... The worst element, which I don't think it is mostly, but there's that element of, did they find it hard to find work? Mm. Yeah. So if you're out and you take, let's say I take a year off to be retired, there's a curve of how employable you are that when you retire, you're still pretty employable at a much lower rate the day you retire. Mm -hmm. But once you drive that car off the lot, 
you know, after a couple months, same idea. your employability oh, okay. drops quite a bit because now I just bring in someone younger who's going to be with me for the next 10 to 15 years. Okay, got So it. that's an issue. All right. Uh, the next one, people thought pre-retirees thought that they would retire around age 65. Mm-hmm. Yet when the rubber met the road, the average age for retirement right now is 62. Hmm. People are retiring earlier than they thought, three years earlier. I have a strong feeling about that one. People feel that we have these titles in terms that we don't really understand quite a bit. Yep. When we people hear like full retirement age, if you ask most people what is full retirement age, they say 65 because that's when most pensions will kick in. Yeah. That's when Medicare kicks in. Okay. However, when people find out that they can take Social Security at 62. Things change. Hold on a second. Yeah, exactly. It's like if we could take 62 Social Security and supplement from our investments, why would I work another three years if I don't have to? So the second you get the green light, I literally sat with someone last night and as we were walking through the plan, they said, he's 62, she's 60. And as we were walking through it, I said, what if you both retired tomorrow as just a for fun scenario? We ran it and they were never going to spend the money they have. They had more money than ever. And I said, so I guess tomorrow you have to decide whether you want to go to work or whether you want to put in your two weeks. And it was just a, it was an interesting thought process right. for them because they go, whoa, what? like a mind blown thing. There's like, is I don't think they heard a thing I said the rest of the time. They're just like, wow, that was incredible. Right. I'm like, yep. So take that with you and okay. enjoy it. Okay. The next big one, 43% of pre-retirees thought they'd saved enough for a comfortable retirement. Which is not less than half of us. Less than half people feel comfortable going into it. They think I don't have, that's all, that's all those 43% think they have enough money. Okay. But 77% of those in retirement think they're doing just fine. Okay. So once they're in the game, they Which say, is, oh, actually, it's not so bad. That's a good statistic to see that because we're a lot of us are very nervous. Yeah. 77% say I'm OK, but still that's only like what's happening with the other 23%. I don't want to be in that 23%. Yeah. So going back to that plan, 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 those without a plan, right? Yeah. Well, there's a quote, you know, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Yeah. If you have a successful weather tested plan going into retirement, mm-hmm. And we tell people about this all the time. We've talked on other podcasts about this, about how the goal is to get people to understand that they're free to live and they're free to retire and they're free to do the things they want to do. They don't really believe you the first two to three years of retirement. They just don't. I can write every spreadsheet, every analysis, every Monte Carlo simulation. It doesn't matter. They don't really believe me. They like me. They just don't believe me until about two to three years in. (laughs) And then they go, what do we do with this money you keep sending us? I'm like, I don't know. Go somewhere. (laughs) Do something. Gift it. Spend it. And it's a thing because if you're a saver through life, I can't get you to become a just a crazy spender. Mm-hmm. It's just who you are. Mm-hmm. And so in the same way, people say, oh, gosh, retirement's not so bad if you stick to the plan. Plan, 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 plan. When you go through the process of building a plan, you have to make sure that you've mapped out the right things. You have to have the questions answered that you don't know to ask. Yeah. Because there are things we don't know. Yeah. I mean, Mike Tyson has a great quote that uh, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. The same concept is we don't know the things... I always joke that when you're younger, there. I was convinced that quicksand was going to be a real issue in my life. Mm. <laughs> Weren't we all, though? If you were a kid in the 80s. Yeah, quicksand and giant vats of acid. You were going to die of quicksand. Right, right. I mean, I, if you fall in the acid, you become two-faced or you get stuck in quicksand. Those are real issues uh-huh. we have to face in our lives. Right, 100%. I'm very grateful that so far... There's doing, been doing real well. There's been no quicksand. In our yeah. Lives Remember so the game Pitfall? Yes. You had to jump swinging on a rope to avoid quicksand. That was the first phase of the first level. Mm-hmm. That's what we think. There's all these major issues. We don't know the things that are out there. Mm-hmm. But if you have the conversation that leads you in to understand, if you have someone who's walked through it a bunch of times with a lot of people, you can answer those questions. You don't even know to ask. Got it. So a lot of people come to us and they go to our website, lifeplanwealth.com. That's how they start the conversation. Yep. You go to lifeplanwealth.com. There's a button right there in the middle that says, 
start your retirement plan conversation. Basically, you put in some information and we reach out and say, let's have coffee. Let's talk. And let's at least ask you the questions you don't know to ask. Okay. Because if you have those answered, that's where you have those people who said, I'm not ready. And then turns out 77% of retirees said, actually, I'm doing pretty well. And then other people say, "Ah, I feel like this. But then why is there such a gap? You know, do we know the questions to ask? You have to have the conversation. That's where it starts. Okay. So thinking then, again, the website, lifeplanwealth.com, thinking about the conversations that you do have then. Are there other disconnects that you have seen? What are the questions? What are the solutions and strategies you've helped folks figure out? Cost of health care is a big one. Really? Health care is a debilitating fear. Yeah. Because people say, when I retire, what is going to be the cost? It's going to be the most expensive thing. Medicare premiums. If I make too much money, my Medicare premiums are going to go up. There's been a lot of scare stuff that's been thrown at us mm-hmm. that doesn't have a lot of financial backing. Just knowing the rules lets you play within the game. Yeah. Monopoly has a simple set of rules that everybody plays by. Yet when I play my young children, I crush them because they don't know how to play the game right. 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 And so yep. what do they do? The first thing they do, they buy the purple properties and stack them up with also, stuff. You're I'm a like, financial advisor. Like you're yeah. playing against your young children, a game of money. Handing out financial <laughs> lessons. Like, That's right. They're going to learn today. That's what we do. Savage dad. We, we play serious <laughs> monopoly at the house and they come to me and say, dad, uh, do I have to pay you this money right now? And I say, no, we can do a loan where you owe me interest. And like, we go serious uh, because someone Dang. has to teach them. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they have to learn. Okay. And so in that, you have to have those conversations. And healthcare costs a big fear because we're told, oh, it's going to be so expensive. It's, gonna be, it's really a doable number with a successful plan. Okay. In the last couple of years leading into retirement, if you can load up an HSA, that really helps clear up the cost, the health savings account. Okay. If you know what your income is going to be, you can plan to pull from your investments appropriately to cover those costs. That's why people who thought they had to wait to 65 to retire because then I get my Medicare. Mm-hmm. Then they find out, oh, healthcare at 62, it's not cheap, but it's doable. Okay. So why am I going to keep working? Well, I need healthcare. Right. But if you could afford it, just retire and pay for it. And that's one of those great disconnects. So when we sit down with people and they say, I have to work till 67. Why? You have to ask that secondary, third, and fourth question. All right. But since we solved this, why else are you still working? Right. Because I want to. That's a good answer. Right. But most people don't. When we get to a certain point, they say, if I could, I would. If I could retire, I would retire. So we sit down with people and have those conversations constantly. I had one guy who came in, I remember specifically, he was an engineer at a jet propulsion company. And he he was part of the propellers, though. And he said that, I just want to know that if they talk to me the wrong way on any given day, I can retire. I said, it sounds like you have a negative workplace, you know, but the whole idea is just that he's, I'm at that end. It's not about the joy of work anymore. It's I just want to have the freedom to work. I want to be able to leave when I leave and I want to stay when I stay. So having that mapped out, they need something that's specific to them in the same way that if you're going to go climb a mountain, if you're going to climb Mount Everest, right, they have these Sherpas Mm -hmm. and their whole job is to get people up the mountain and also back down the mountain. Right. And so you need someone who knows both routes. You need someone who knows how to get you all the way up and how to properly acclimate you to the weather and then also knows how to get you down because it's very dangerous coming down. 80% of people who have ever died on Mount Everest died on the descent. Right. So that's an issue. You know, you get to the top, you celebrate, you put it on Instagram, and now you have the most dangerous trek of your life. Retirement's the same way. We save and we get to the peak of the mountain. We're really excited. Mm -hmm. We retire. And now the paychecks stop coming, but I have another 25 to 30 years on this earth. Mm -hmm. And constantly people come in. I can think of one couple when they came in, they were convinced they didn't have enough money. And as we sat down together, they had about $300,000 to their name, everything. Yeah. And I said, okay, 
let's figure out what you need. What is your income? What are your expenses? So we ran through their social securities. We found out that between their social securities and a small pension, it covered all their bills. Okay. And they had a house up north that was paid for completely free and clear. And they were selling their place down here. And so what they did is they just lived up north. And it turns out that even with their $300,000, they would never spend it. They Hmm. had more than enough at $300,000. And so why? Because expenses is the number that mattered to them. So they were completely inaccurate in their assumptions, but because they had built a really comfortable life with low expense requirements, it worked. On the other side, I had one guy who came in, he's a CFO of an automotive company, yeah. and he had been used to making about three, three fifty a year, $350,000 a year. He had a couple million dollars in his retirement accounts. And when he retired, he says, I want to keep living that lifestyle. I really like making several hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, we ran the numbers and I said, with this level of spending, you haven't saved enough to counteract that level of spending. And I ran every simulation, every scenario I could, and we couldn't get the money to last longer than 15 years. Wow. He came in with two and a half million dollars. So the question isn't how much money do you have? Yeah. The question isn't even how much do you make in social security? It's how much are you going to spend? What is your lifestyle going to look like? And what that dictates the parameters of your retirement. But again, most people don't have those questions to, they don't know the things that are around. How do I deal with inflation? Well, well, inflation's 3%. That's what we're always told. Yeah. Not this year. Not last year. Not since COVID. It's been a crazy number. And people are even saying, well, it's six, seven or 8%. Not at the grocery store. It's more than that. So you have to be able to answer those questions. What do I do if social security gets cut by 25% in 2035? Because that's what the social security website tells us right now. They're going to cut benefits by 25% Mm -hmm. in 12 years. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a problem. How do you account for that? How do you account for survivorship? Because Kimberly tells me that what's going to happen is we're going to go to bed one night holding hands. We're just going to die and wake up in heaven like the notebook. We're notebooking it the whole way through. And then I tell her all the time, I say, babe, after your funeral, I'm moving into an old folks home because I'm going to go to old people college and we're just going to go to the casino and eat dinner together. And it's a great life. I tell Kyle, I'm like, the second we are allowed to move into a a senior citizens community, we are, we're in and we're going. Absolutely. Entertainment, dinner. It's just, I I joke all the time. It's old people college. You're with all your friends, room and board. You're covered. Meet at the bar every night for drinks. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And then run up to casino when they have the trips. That's, that's the whole, that's the life. I'm here for it. But what happens when plan B happens and someone dies young yeah. Or someone gets sick and goes into long-term care. Yeah, Long-term care, people say it's it's this boogeyman. It's this awful thing. It's expensive, but it can be paid for. It can be taken care of if you know the right ways to work through it. So in the same way that I wouldn't climb Mount Everest without an incredible Sherpa, the same way I wouldn't go try run an ultra marathon without someone who's run a bunch of ultra marathons, mm-hmm. right? You need coaches in life. You need someone who gets you there. Because why? Because they know how to get you there and they've taken other people there so they can take you there. That's what it is. You build that plan out. Plan, 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 plan. <laughs> Lifeplanwealth.com is, again, our website. You go there, you click on the button, start your retirement roadmap today. It's a simple form. You just fill out a couple of questions there. Submit that. Mike and his team will circle back to you, start that conversation. The whole idea of not knowing the questions you need to be asking, I think, is that big lesson from today's conversation, that big takeaway. How do you know what you need to know or how do you know what you don't know? This is what Mike and his team can show you through these conversations that they have with folks every day. They can have with you as well. And again, you can begin your own conversation. Just visit us, lifeplanwealth.com. 
Thanks for listening to Michigan's Retirement Coach with Mike Douglas. To learn more, visit lifeplanwealth.com. Michael Douglas is an investment advisor representative of Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Douglas is licensed in your state, please call 517-323-7526. Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael B. Douglas, NP. Number nine six five zero nine three nine.